Bless you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Father, we honor you and we thank you for your kindness and faithfulness unto us. Certainly there is no God like our God. It is in you that we live, move, and have our being. It is the entrance of thy word that bringeth light and life. Therefore, we pray that the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ would shine bright as always. May the people be blessed by thee and never impressed by me. Cause through the revelation of thy word these thy people to see you more clearly, to love you more dearly, and to follow you more nearly. And now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And every glad heart said amen. Would you put those hands together and give God praise? Hallelujah. As we honor the founding pastors of this church, Pastor Al Love II and Pastor C.C. Love. Let's give God praise for them. Let's honor them. And we honor God for Pastor Alvin Love III and Jasmine Love. Let's give God, come on, give God praise for them. They are your pastors. Happy to have my wife with me, Deneen. Renee, why? <laughs> Happy to have my mother with me, Mother Winans, my sisters, Angelique and Deborah. God bless you. Would you grab your Bibles? I want everyone to stand as we honor the Word of God. Grab your Bibles, your phones. Turn with me to Acts, the 18th chapter. We're going to do a little bit more reading than the, than the first folk did. But let's go to Acts, the 18th chapter, beginning at the 24th verse. Thank you all for standing in honor and deference to the word of God. Hallelujah. If you have Acts 18, the next scripture I want you to scroll to will be John, St. John, the gospel according to John, the seventh chapter. So we'll be able to turn right to it. I'll give you a heads up here. All right. Used to be a time you would hear pages turning. Now you just <laughs> punch it in. All right? If you have Acts 18 and 24, indicate by shouting, I got, I got it. Hear the beginning of the reading of God's word. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, 
they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. So far the text. I want you to turn with me to John the 7th chapter and the 39th verse and this is where we will spend most of our time in this session. If you got it, say, I got it again. But when this spake he of the spirit which they that believed on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Christ, that Jesus was not yet glorified. Oh my, 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 my. As we merge these two texts together, the theme from which we will preach, and as I told him this morning, this is an interactive service. This is not a lecture. Y'all gonna have to talk back to me. And if, and if you really want me to hurry up and sit down, just say amen. Yeah. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's more. My, 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 my. Look at your neighbor on the other side and tell him, say, neighbor, you hear what I said? There's more. Come on, put those hands together. Give God praise and let's go to work. Little song we would sing, yeah, it ain't going to be that kind of song. <laughs> little song is very familiar in our mode of worship and services because they would sing it right before they went into prayer. I grew up in a church that my great-grandfather, who was born March 3rd, 1875, and he left Mississippi to start a church in 1919. And he was my pastor. He was still going strong. He laid hands on us, prayed for us. So the folk I grew up were born in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And those mothers would get on their knees and when it came time for prayer, they would say, I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour, I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to, to thee. Now I found out later there's some more verses and all that stuff. And, but if you know it, just throw your head back like you got a contract. <laughs> and say with me, I need thee, oh, I yet need thee, 
bless me right now, my Savior. I come to thee. Yes. Help me, everybody. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh. Now put those hands together. I feel like the the room is at the right temperature now. Oh my! Oh my! And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Those of you that were here this morning, how many of you were here this morning? All right, real good. Thank you for coming back. Praise team, y'all had to come back, but thank you anyway. <laughs> they raised their hands so quick. Um, so by way of technology, you can go back and view this morning's service. So I won't spend a lot of time, but I'll, I'll just brush through quickly so we can get to John. So what we discover is that Apollos was eloquent. Apollos was mighty in the scriptures. But Apollos was fervent. And that word in, in the Greek means to boil hot. You see, you really can't do much for God if you're apathetic. As a matter of fact, Jesus chided one of the churches in Asia Minor, and this is what he said. Y'all good, but y'all lukewarm. I wish he was either hot or cold. Pick a side. And, and so often in this era, we feel as if we're doing God a favor if we live for him. When really it is in him that we live, move, and have our being. Without him, we can do nothing. But through him, we can do all things. You have to have a fervency. 
You have to have a desire. Nothing happens because you just fold your hand and just, just like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream, just allow it to carry you wherever you go using the moniker of Christian and I'm just a Christian and I don't know what's going to happen. You have to have fervency in your walk with God because it is a walk. I said it is a walk. And you have to learn how to go from depth to depth, from height to height, from stage to stage. And it does not happen all at once. This is not magic, it's faith. And he that cometh to God, you have to continue to come to God. You can't put your salvation on cruise control and think you're going to get there. You have to want God to take you. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself, so I'm going to slow down just a little bit. To understand that Apollos was not equipped with everything, but he learned how to use what he had. See, a lot of us are waiting for the moment that we become butterflies. But you have to learn how to give God what, he ha what you have. Hallelujah. As Sister Cece sang in one of her songs, God is not looking for your capability. He's looking for your availability. Yeah, she used to sing that years ago. But anyway, if you make yourself <laughs> available to God, God will use what you have. Hallelujah. All right. Now, y'all going to have to talk back to me. Because if you don't, then I'll think you're not getting it and I'll stay here much longer. <laughs> Apollos did not have everything. But thank God for the gifts of the Spirit. He had Aquila and Priscilla, who were laborers with the Apostle Paul. You read that in the 18th chapter, the second verse, and you find out that when they heard Aquila and Priscilla, I mean, when they heard Apollos, they did not douse his fire. They just enhanced his ability. Now, hear what I'm saying. We're living in a day where if anyone gives you the smallest critique, then they're classified as haters. You shouldn't do that. Are they just hating? Don't listen. No, no, nobody's hating. Jesus said, if any, he said, I'm the, branch, I'm the vine, ye are the branches. If any branch beareth fruit, my father purges it that it can bring forth more fruit. The reason it has to be clipped, the reason it has to be corrected, the reason it has to be rebuked, the reason it has to be reproved is because he's trying to make you better. And we have to lose this worldly mentality that just because somebody corrected you in what you wore, or corrected you in your dress, or corrected you in how you look, that somehow they're hating you. They're not hating! They pulled him over and said, hey, 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 I see potential. 
Oh, would y'all help me preach? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I see potential. I, I see potential. I know you thinking you're doing good now, but I see. Now watch the stages. You have to bring forth fruit. He prunes you to bring forth more fruit. And then when he certainly gets you straight, you'll bring forth much fruit. So you go from fruit to more fruit to much fruit. And the father is glorified because the fruit keeps coming in. Don't judge me by how I look. Judge me by my fruit. Now I got to move on. Priscilla and Aquila pulled him to the side and showed him more perfectly the scripture. Because as your subject is, there's more. All right, I'm, I'm going to leave Apollos now. And let's go to the seventh chapter of John. I know I had you read the ninth verse, but I got to go up to the seventh chapter of John. And I'm going to go up to the 37th verse. John 7 and 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Now, your subject is there's more. Say it with me like you knew it. Your subject is there's more. There's more. Um, sometimes preacher get a, preachers get a little uh, overly excited and, and they give subtopics. So now your subtopic Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, stay thirsty, my friend. Stay thirsty, my friend. Stay, stay thirsty. Because what I've discovered is that once we have received Jesus, we'll follow him in hot pursuit until the novelty wears off. And there is the spirit of religion that will tell you you're okay. That was good. You're older now. You can rest. You haven't done this, that, and the other in a long time. But salvation is not about stopping doing things. It's about the pursuit of God. Jesus told them to occupy till I come. He didn't tell them to hold down the fort. Occupy, and Jesus would understand it from a very experiential state because when he lived in Jerusalem, it was occupied by the Romans, which meant they had their own government, but whatever they did, they had to get permission from the Roman Empire. That's the reason Jesus said you are in the world, but not of it. Let me tell you something. It's not just about saying I'm a Christian. It's about occupying. So get this. When you are saved, the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, 
is the only entity that has been sanctioned by God to change things. Jesus said, upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail or overthrow it. So you have the power not to run from trouble, but to change conditions where you are. I got news for you. If the government could have done it, they would have done it a long time ago. It is time for the church to stand up for these young people, to stand up in the name of the Lord Jesus. Don't run from the school, change it. Don't run from the job, change it. You have the power to change it. Hallelujah. 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 When I was in high school, I was walking down the street there at Mumford High School. You may have heard of it. It's very famous school. And um, it, it is famous. It is. Cece went there, and BB went there, and the Winans went there, Fred Hammond went there, and uh, Alvin went there. That's right, his picture's in the hall. It still is. It's still in there. I ain't gonna tell you what year he graduated, I'm just gonna say he's there. He certainly went there. What's the, what's the other one? Uh, Clark sisters went there and, and Dietrich Hatton went there and, and you know, Jerry Bruckheimer, the movie theater, he went there. That's the reason uh, Eddie Murphy was wearing a Mumford t-shirt in Beverly Hills Cop. I went there and I stood in front of the school as a 11th grader, just me. And I said, Lord, give me this school. And I meant it. But I didn't know how to do it. I had no idea. And so one day at the beginning of the semester, I was walking down the hall and had chess club, tennis club, all kinds of clubs. And then at the end, I got to the end of the hall and the Holy Spirit said, uh, theology club. I said, okay. So I went and found a teacher that was saved and we started the theology club. And before I knew it, we went and I, you know, folk wasn't coming. But you, he didn't win his souls as wise. So I knew they would be late going to class in the bathroom doing whatever. So I went and stood in front of the bathroom after the bell rang. <laughs> I said, now either y'all gonna get up uh, merit, the merit for being in the hall, or you can go right into room 222 and uh, before, before that semester ended, it was packed. There were students everywhere. Just, you know. Now, I, I, that's not where the story ended. Ten years later, I'm watching uh, the news and I see our principal, Mr. Petros, on the news. And I said, what 
is Mr. Petros doing on the news? And somehow somebody had brought a gun into the school. Now this is way before it was popular to do that. They brought a gun into the school and it was news. And the gun had went off, but nobody was hit. And it was just, you know, so I, I said, Lord, this is a shame. Uh, what are these kids doing? And the Holy Ghost said, you told me to give you the school. So I said, well, Lord, just in case you didn't know, I graduated <laughs> 10 years ago. And the Holy Spirit just said, saying, but you told me to give you the school. And I tried my best to get away from it. Next thing I know, I've driven up to Mumford High School and Mr. Petros was in his office and he said, Marvin, how you? I said, Mr. P, how you doing? He said, these kids not like you. And he mentioned Cece in there. She was so nice. She's the nicest person in Christendom. He said to me, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. I think I just, and the Lord gave me to start a club called the I Care Club, where you had to care about yourself, care about your education, and care about your fellow students. And that principal looked at me and said, Marvin, whatever you want to do, the door is open. We went back into the school 10 years later. Are you listening to me? I found the teacher that started the club and she told me, she said, Pastor Winans, I wasn't pastor then, she said, Marvin Winans, we believe that the only reason no one was hurt is because the club you started 10 years ago, we're still going on and we're still praying in the school. Y'all gotta hear what I'm saying. I didn't listen to people that said, I can't pray in the school. I just prayed in the school and told them about being regenerated and baptized in the Holy Ghost. We tried to get other people, pastors to come in and folks start, stop coming. And I said, why weren't you at theology club? They said, Marvin, we don't want to hear some old man tell us. We want you to tell us. So I said, okay. Bye-bye, pastor. And we started teaching. G we have folk that are saved now because of that class. I'm getting ready to move. Jesus was asked by the disciples, if you read the early part of the text, he asked them, they asked him, said, are you going to go to the feast? Are you going to go to the the the, the the celebration that's going on. Jesus said he's not going to go. So the disciples went on. On the last day of the feast, Jesus shows up. Lord have mercy. And he stands in the midst of everyone else and cries, saying, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said,
out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. If it's anything I've ever discovered about people is that people want to be where it's alive. I'm going to say that again. People want to be where things are happening. Don't get scared. I'm just unbuttoning my... There was a church in the south and right next to the church was a house and the man that lived in the house never came to church. Never came. For years, he lived next door to the church, never came to church. And one day, between midnight and morning, the church caught on fire. The pastor of the church ran, tried to, firemen were there trying to put the fire out. The man that lived next door came out and stood, was looking, passed this on, said, uh, you live next door, don't you? Said, yeah. I've never seen you at church before. He looked at the pastor and said, I've never seen the church on fire before. When the church is on fire, fire is an irresistible attraction. I wish I had somebody here on fire. Most people that stand around are not there to put the fire out. They're just attracted to the fire. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come. See, you should not come because it's the American thing to do. You should not come because it's within your culture to do. You should come because you have expectation from God. Get ready to lose it here. You remember in the second chapter of, 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 of Mark, Jesus went into the house and uh, the Bible says that there was a crowd in the house. They were sitting in the windows. They were all at the door. Jesus sat in the center of the house. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, the Bible says that the presence of the Lord was there to heal. But nobody was getting healed. The presence of the Lord was there to heal. And no one was getting healed. And then a group, I call them the paraplegic five. Because four of them were carrying them. And the man that had, could not walk was on the couch. They got to the door, they couldn't get in. They went to the window and couldn't get in because there was a crowd in the house, but they didn't want nothing. So without permission, they climbed on the man's roof, pulled the roof off, 
And the Bible says that they lowered him into the house. Jesus was just waiting on somebody that wanted something. I'm here. Let me stop hollering so much. I'm here to give you whatever you need. But you got to want it. All of the folk were in the house. They did not have expectations. I told my little church there in Detroit, don't come to church if you don't have an expectation. If you don't want something for God to do, you just blocking. Folk are there just spectating. What are they going to say? What are they going to do? And so now the preacher has to learn how to entertain you because you didn't come with an expectation. I feel like preaching now. But if you get an expectation, God is able to do exceedingly above all that you can ask. Watch. They lower him into the house and without exchanging words, Jesus looks up and says, son, your sins are forgiven you. Then the crowd starts reacting. Because <laughs> they was waiting on something to say so they could, they could FaceTime it and, and Twitter it, tweet it or whatever they do. So that folk could talk about it. And as soon as Jesus said, son, thy sins be forgiven you, then all of a sudden, who is he? Only God has the power to forgive sin. Jesus was like, who do you think I am? You just waiting. So he looked at him and said, how you want it? Look at your neighbor and say, how you want it? How you want it? He looked at him and said, how do you want it? Is it easy for me to say, some thy sins be forgiven you or tell you to take up your bed and walk? Either way, boy, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, Lord. Who run the Get up, get up. If you have expectation, God will meet you and exceed your expectations. Because that person that was on the couch had a deal. He told his four friends, his four friends told him, we carry you there, but you walk back. See, you gotta gotta learn how to surround yourself with folk that expect the... I gotta... Please be seated. Let me, let me bring this in. Tell your neighbor there's more. Tell him stay thirsty. If any man thirst, 
after. Let him come after me. For he that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Then in the commentary he says, but this spake he of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. I told him this morning that we, we walk in stages, but let me, let me settle this. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for a select group of people. Jesus said, you know that you're evil and you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more your heavenly father will give the Holy Ghost. Watch the, here's, here's the connection to all them that ask. Look at somebody and say, there's more, there's more. I know we have been branded Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Apostolic, Kojic, Church of God by faith, Church of God by fire, Church of God in Cleveland, Tennessee, and Church of God in Indianapolis, Indiana. You got all of these variations. But he didn't call us to that. He said he'll give the Holy Ghost. To all of those that are thirsty. To all of those that recognize I need more than what I have. I don't hear nobody talking to me. The Holy Ghost had not been given because Jesus had not died. And had not been resurrected. They had to follow the stage after he had gotten up out of the grave. He gathered his disciples, led them as far out as Bethany, and, and then breathed on them and gave them the command and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Where are we going to get it, Lord? I want you to go back to Jerusalem. Well, they don't like us there. The government is looking for us. They're saying that we stole your body in the night and that we're preaching a false gospel. The temple doesn't like us. They're going to kill it. Go back. Because when you understand greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, then you're not afraid of the obstacle that want to block you from doing what God has called you to do. We have made the mistake in feeling that, oh, I spoke in my heavenly language. I remember and can recite the Apostles' Creed. I've learned the rules and regulations of our religious order. But I came all the way from Detroit to tell you 
There's more. How do you get more? Well, David said, my soul pants after you. Like the heart panteth after the water brook. You have to maintain an appetite. Jesus said in Matthew 5, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be feel. It's not on God, it's on you. He's fulfilled, Lord have mercy. He has fulfilled his promise. That's what he told him in Acts 1. He said, I'm going to send the promise of the Father. So the Holy Ghost is a promise. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Ghost is a promise. And if I have any parents in here that have children, and if you ever made them a promise, they can't remember their homework. They can't remember to do their chores. They can't remember the last thing you told them. But if you make them a promise, they going to worry you until they get the promise. Y'all going to help me preach. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. I said they going to worry you until they get the, the promise. And God sent me to Nashville Life or wherever you're watching to tell you keep them to his promise. Stay thirsty. Oh, stay thirsty. Until you get everything, everything that God has promised you, everybody stand to your feet. I got saved when I was 11 years old. I'm not saying I did everything right, but I. I never left God. Hallelujah. I was, I went through junior high school saved, high school saved. All I know is Jesus. Hallelujah. I told Debbie in the back I was born again before she was born. Yes, yes, yes. But the reason I'm doing this now is not because I'm made to or I'm obligated to. I know that there's more. And I stay thirsty. Hallelujah. And I know we live it. You know, I don't. One of my, my favorite drink in the world is water. That's my favorite drink in the world. Water. I love water. If it's cold, forget about it. My second famous drink is favorite drink would be lemonade. Chick-fil-A lemonade to be in particular. But my point is that if I'm thirsty, if you run, you get thirsty. 
If you walk, you get thirsty. Some of you all are so good at running and walking, you got your own little bottle. And when they're in the marathon, they have folks standing there with nothing but water to give it to them. You got to stay thirsty. And if you don't really like water, just get your bag of chips. It'll make you thirsty. Sometimes, and I'm, I'm through preaching, sometimes you have to do something to nudge your appetite. Hallelujah. God will wake you up in the middle of the night. You shouldn't say, oh, I can't sleep. He's trying to make you thirsty. Just roll on out to bed and start talking to him. My soul says yes. I want to leave you with the thirst for God. The zeal of the house is I need God. I need him. Not only do I need him, but I want him. I'm going to run after him. Hallelujah. I'm going to follow after him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No matter who leaves. I may not understand everything he's saying, but I want him. Lift those hands all over the sanctuary. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy. Be praised. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy. To be praised, you are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy. Be praised. Lift your hands and sing it unto the Lord. We give you all. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy. Be praised. One more time. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy. If there's someone here this morning that says, Pastor Winans, 
I want to receive Jesus. I want to be saved today. Then I want you to come down these aisles right now. People, if you give God praise, they will come. Lord, have mercy. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Yeah, Lord. How many going to stay thirsty? Lift your hands, lift your hands. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, recognizing that there is more of you. All that we've learned over the years, there's so much more. We want to know you in the power of your resurrection and in the fellowship of your suffering. So we thirst, we hunger after you. Bless each wanting soul. Feel every desire in the name of the Lord Jesus. And it is so. In Jesus' name, put those hands together and make some noise that monitors your desire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want more of God. I just want more of God. I was in I was in I was in Africa just a few weeks ago. I was in in South Africa and I preached the message that the promise was for big and I told him you have to you can't allow other people to manage your expectation because other people will tell you that's enough you good you said but don't allow others to manage your expectation and everyone was walking around bigger bigger a lady came in to this service a few weeks ago and gave them, I believe, a great amount of land. And everyone in the church started saying, bigger, bigger. I want you to know that I'm not preaching for exercise. If you believe what God has said today, there's gonna awaken a hunger and a thirst. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to know there's more. You're going to know God like you've never known him before. Put those hands together and give God praise, if you will. You may be seated. Thank you for the word of the Lord today. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I did it this morning, so I'll have to do it this afternoon. I want everyone to sow on the word. I know this is not your behavior. This is completely me. And the pastor has allowed me to do it. But like I told him, I won't be here for your zeal Sunday. So allow me to ask a little help from my friends. I want everyone. I'm going to sow $1,000. If you want to do that, you can. Whatever you want. But I'm going to ask that everyone 
sow a seed of at least $10. And you may say, well, that's nothing. That's okay. It's not, it's not the amount, it's the obedience. Hallelujah. I want everyone here today to sow. I know you've already given. Do you have my phone? Sister Love is going to help me because I'm technologically challenged. thousand dollars again I believe in this work I believe in what pastor Alvin the third is is undertaking and he's going to need your prayers he's going to need your support I started a church only because the Lord told me to I never wanted to be a pastor I never wanted to be a preacher all I wanted to do was write songs and produce records and, and sing in concerts. Uh, I did that pretty well. Did I mess up? Is it done? Thank you so much. But 33 years ago, it's hard for me to believe that I've been passing 33 years old because 33 years because I only look about 33. Sister Winans, that was a good place for you to say amen. There we go. There we go. Just got married. I got a trainer. She quick. It's going to be a little quicker the next time. Um, and people will think that um, started with a large church. No, we started with eight people, four of whom I clothed and fed. The other four was 19, 21, 21, and 23. They was broke as the Ten Commandments. But now we're in an edifice that has been paid for, for the, since, nine, since 2000 that seats 165,000, well, 165,000 square feet, seats about 2,000 people, has a school, gym, and we're building a church that's gonna be even larger than that because I expect more from God. And the more you expect, the, hunger you, the hungrier you have to be. And so I want everybody to sow today. Stand with that, with that seed, with that, and lift it up before God. Everyone. Well, I'm not giving anything. Well, stand because I'm giving. Father, we honor you. We thank you for the opportunity to give. We stand amazed at your ability to take so little and to do so much with it. Bless now both gift and giver according to their faithfulness and according to their cheerfulness. For it's not as a debt I owe, but as a seed I sow. Everyone shout back at me, not as a debt I owe, but as a seed I sow. And if you know God will be no man's debtor, but he'll give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running on a holler back at me, not as a debt I owe, but as a seed I sow. God bless you, now say it one more time, throw your head back like you got a contract. We give you all.
Let's praise God for Pastor Marvin Winans and the word that he brought us today. I am motivated to stay thirsty, stay hungry, and I feel that the room is motivated too. I feel like all you guys are ready to do whatever it takes to stay thirsty and stay hungry. I'm grateful, very grateful for today. Very grateful today. Um, I do want to thank everybody for coming. We're about to dismiss. If you said yes to the uh, Lord Jesus and you want to take a step closer with him, if today is your day, let us know. Let us know that you decided to say yes to the Lord. We make it pretty simple. You can just text the word BELONG to 77411 and we'll be happy to connect with you. It's real simple. We also have a prayer team that's going to be down. You guys can go ahead and get in position and they're here to pray for anyone. Whether you said yes to the Lord Jesus or you already were saved and you need prayer for something else, please do not be shy. Please don't hesitate. This team is ready to serve and pray for you as we dismiss once we close out. Um, if you would like to give, whether it's your tithes or offering or that, that, that seed that pastor asks us to give, um, you can either give online or the finance team is in the back and they'll be in the lobby, I should say, and they'll be happy to receive your offering if you want to give a physical offering. Thank you in advance. God bless you. Um, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude. Something about this moment is just, it's got my heart real sensitive, and I'm, I'm, I'm humbled, and I just want to honor one more time Bishop Marvin for being here. Thank you. I want to honor my grandmother for being here and my aunties, Angie and Debbie. We're blessed with the burgers here. God bless you, Pastor. And uh, we're just honored. So let's just close out in prayer. And uh, we got Team Sunday, so if you volunteer, if you RSVP, come on up after service. All the volunteers, we want to bless you guys today at Nashville Life. Um, so let's pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the promise, God. Lord, we pray, Lord, for this church and the body of Christ at large to, to continue to be thirsty and hungry for your righteousness, for your kingdom, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we are hungrier than we've ever been before after today. Lord, we pray, Lord, for you to fill us to overflowing not just for our lives, but for the lives of those who are around us, God. Let us be servants in your kingdom, Lord, for the millions out there who need to know about you, Jesus. We pray, Lord, for your presence to remain with us, Lord, as we keep our minds on you. We pray for your protection, Lord, as we leave here. I bless every family that is watching online and that is represented in this room. God, I pray, Lord, for your spirit to continue to minister to our hearts. Lord, I pray a blessing over Pastor Marvin. Lord, I pray a blessing over his church uh, back in Detroit, perfecting church and his entire ministry. Um, thank you for his marriage, Lord. Bless his family. Lord, bless everything that concerns his life so he can continue to serve your people the way that he did today. Lord, we bless him in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have a good rest of the day. I love you all. See you all next week.